Welcome to Into the Obscure Podcast. Sit back, relax, and let us take you on a journey through the paranormal. Your host tonight are mostly accurate, and your guest always entertaining. Join us, won't you? Welcome to Into the Obscure. As usual, my hosts are Tressa. Hello. Kara. Hi. And also myself, Jenny. Guys, we've got a really great show tonight. So we were originally supposed to have Mr. Dave Schrader, the one and only, but he has lost his voice. So no go on him. But he recommended this amazing woman, and I've been doing so much research on her over the past couple of days here, and she just seems delightful. I've watched like four or five podcasts that she's been on live. Just delightful. Her name is Sharice Williams, and she is a paranormal investigator, an author, and a spiritual guide with over 20 years of experience. What she does is she pairs spirituality and witchcraft with a level-headed approach to the paranormal. And by doing that, she has a very, very unique perspective on the field. We love talking to people at all the conventions that we go to. We love talking about and to ghost investigators, uh, you know, researchers, whomever. And everybody always seems to have some very differing opinions and practices, but they all kind of come together at the core center of it. So I cannot wait to see how, how she differs and how she comes together. Fantastic. Yeah. Should we introduce her? I think did we she, should get her in here. Did you even say her name once? Yes, Jenny? I did. At the oh. very beginning. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's on you, man. <laughs> All right. Let's welcome Sharice Williams. Yay. Yay. Everybody. Clap. Welcome. <laughs> the delightful Sharice Seriously, that's pretty much it. Any of the podcasts that I was watching you on, you were just so pleasant and nice. And oh. I have I have questions. I have lots of questions. Why are you so nice? Okay. <laughs> you have questions on my Number one. Number two. Number adorable. two. Adorable. How? Well. No one knows. <laughs> oh. Well played. Not well just played. your secrets. <laughs> All right. So first of all, the most um, fascinating thing to me at this exact moment in time is that you have been practicing witchcraft for a long time. And I watched one of the podcasts that you were on was Mr. Dave Schrader's. And you explained a little bit about the differences between Wicca and witchcraft, which to be completely honest and transparent, Mm -hmm. I was a little bit confused about. Can you kind of explain that to people? Yeah. Um, So a lot of people think that Wicca and witchcraft are the same thing. And while they can go hand in hand, not everybody who is Wiccan is a witch and not everybody is who is a witch is Wiccan. So Wicca is a religious practice. Um, They honor the wheel of the year. They honor the full moons. And so they do ceremonies and rituals. And just like most, you know, 
main major religions, there's sets of guidelines that you're supposed to follow. And they kind of differentiate between the um, different branches of Wicca, kind of like how Christianity has Baptist and Lutheran. Um, and they all kind of have the same core principles, but, you know, they may do things a little differently at the Baptist church than they do at the Lutheran church. And it's the same thing with the different practices of Wicca as well. They all kind of have their differing things. But it's more about the rituals and honoring the earth and the changing of the seasons and things like that um, and the god and the goddess. And so it's more just like ritual, a religion, whereas witchcraft is a practice that is, you know, you may honor the seasons and the wheel of the year and uh, the god and goddess and other deities and things like that. But you could also be a Christian and be a witch. Um, you know, you could be a Buddhist and be a witch, which that really bothers some people. <laughs> I actually had a video, um, Catholic witchcraft, oh. on my YouTube, and that was the only video I've ever had to oh, do. Oh my god, I'm sure because it just got yeah. you know, so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people get very angry. <laughs> but yeah, so witchcraft is essentially just uh, harnessing different energies and working with these different energies to create an outcome that you want, and it can be, you know, there's folk witchcraft, folk magic, there's all different types of magic that you can do. And it's very personalized to your own path and your own life. And there's not really kind of like set rules that you need to follow. Yes, like that was so, completely. so that very succinct. Um, <laughs> okay. When did you sort of delve into that and, and kind of what drew you? Because from my understanding, you grew up Catholic, am I right in that one? Um, yeah, my mom's side of the family is Catholic, and my dad's side is Lutheran, and I spent a lot of time with both my grandmas growing up, and so I went to church a lot with, you know, my Catholic grandma and my Lutheran grandma. So, you know, the Bible and God and all of that was very much the root of my upbringing. Um, and I did notice, I see comments, um, Paige says she practices witchcraft, but she doesn't identify as a witch. So yeah, that is true, too. Not everybody who practices magic claims the title of witch i chose actually just a handful mm -hmm. of years ago to openly say like yes i am a witch yeah. because i was kind of the like stigma. reclaiming the yeah. the power mm -hmm. behind that and yeah to help remove the stigma it's kind of like okay yeah i am a witch but i'm not gonna you know eat your children like, <laughs> let me <laughs> you know like let me take that power you, back but... with that mm -hmm. word um so yeah just because you practice witchcraft doesn't mean that you identify as a witch i love this explanation because i feel like even just prayer is just a little bit of witchcraft you know it's like there's so many rituals and so many things in religion in general that's just mm -hmm. just a little bit of witchcraft. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, I mean, Catholic, absolutely. Yeah, Catholic mm -hmm. Catholicism oh gosh, yeah. is all ritual and magic. <laughs> exactly. It Definitely. teaches you ritual and magic to grow up Catholic. I mean, so much. Look at, like, mm -hmm. I mean, you blow out your candles on your birthday cake every year uh -huh. by making a wish. Hi! Like, that could be considered mm -hmm. magic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's all just so much... I think we're just all kind of talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're just giving it different labels and yeah. words and going about it different ways. But it's all it's all this energy, essentially. You know, and what kind of drew you in? Because as as I recall from from listening and all of those things, you started practicing reasonably reasonably younger, like late mm -hmm. teens kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of curious as to what drew you and what was that exposure like. Well, I've always been interested in like anything a little more obscure um and you know growing up in the catholic church that is very much i loved the i mean i still love going to catholic churches just the, the ambiance of it you know lighting the prayer candle and all of that i like just that that um ritual of that do you that love routine. easter vigil is easter easter vigil is my favorite i'm obsessed is it? i love christmas it. eve mass yeah, i love it that's you yeah easter vigil all the oh. frankincense and oh yeah you're right <laughs> there's a lot of not good with the church but oh. 
I mean, <laughs> you, never, you, you never noticed. What? There's a crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I've always been interested in this kind of stuff. But again, growing up with religious grandmas, I was always like, oh, witches, terrible, magic, mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get my first tarot deck when I was 13. And so that was kind of, I guess, my, my gateway <laughs> into witchcraft. I remember trying to read tarot in the hallway in middle school and I got in trouble and they told me I can't bring that to school anymore. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't until I was 18 uh, that I found a book at a bookstore. Um, I was looking up dream interpretation. And back then, the like mystical, metaphysical section was like this big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... I saw a book about witchcraft and something made me pull it out and I just opened it up and the first page I opened it to was what witches are and what witches are not. And it kind of had a breakdown of basically everything that I thought a spiritual path should be. I was like, that's because I always questioned Christianity. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember being in Bible school in the summer and like asking the priest and pastors questions like, well, what about this? And <laughs> they wouldn't know how to answer sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. It just never made sense. Yeah. Um, huh. But then, yeah, seeing this list and I was like, wait, so witches don't all worship the devil. They're not all just out <laughs> to like curse and hex you and steal your children and all these things. And I was like, okay. So I did buy the book, um, and that started the whole. <laughs> and what was the name of this journey. book? Who was the author? Let's call uh, it. It was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually like some of their like this was uh, like a late '90s, early 2000s book, and now some of those can kind of be a little problematic uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. in some aspects. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was it was Silver Raven Wolf, and I can't remember now. I think oh. it was to ride a silver broomstick, or it might have even been that a was that. Her. It was yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that those. Was, I remember it was those. one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so that. yeah. That, we had sanctuary crystals growing up, like just the place that you went for all of this, the store, and it was just mm. magical. And it really opens you up to this amazing world once you start getting exposed to it and saying mm-hmm. this is, and you have all the books. And yeah, I remember Silver Ravenwold. I remember that. Like I remember mm-hmm. her, those books. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I really liked about what you've talked about before, and I'm hoping that you kind of speak to it a little bit here, is that... And, and you talked about it in, in your first book, which was A Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you believe that witchcraft and ghost hunting have a lot of similarities and a lot of things that, you know, they work together mm-hmm. really well. I was wondering if you could possibly explain that a little bit, because that was an interesting concept to me. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the key concepts of witchcraft is you're working with different energies. You're getting familiar with different energies and what energies work together. Um, I mean, if you are a good practicing witchcraft (laughs) practitioner, you are trying to familiarize yourself with these different energies and what works and what doesn't, you know, and then a lot of the time you are like dealing with nature spirits um, or you may be dealing with different deities like Hecate or just the God and goddess in general you know, spirit communication. And then you're ghost hunting, paranormal investigating. You're dealing with different energies and entities. Um, You know, you're trying to communicate and you're trying to create an outcome when you go on an investigation. And so in that aspect, they're very similar. And so it made so much sense to me to like, well, why not bring the same practices that I use to connect with that nature spirit when I'm out in the woods? Why not bring that kind of stuff into the ghost hunting and vice versa too? I mean, I bring... Like when I'm doing tarot readings for myself, sometimes I'll run the spirit box just to see if anything comes through, maybe from like my spirit guides or something, just some extra information. Yeah. So they, they totally, they overlap. At the end of the day, it's you're, you're trying to connect to different energies and entities 
with ghost hunting and with witchcraft, you are working with different entities and energies. Now, of course, I got to ask the question, maybe not, of course, you would have no idea about this, but me, I know that I have to ask the question. So we're dealing with the, uh, you're welcome. Uh, We're dealing with all of the the ghost stuff, but you're also talking about being out in nature. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I very much liked about you. There were a couple of posts that you made about lessons that autumn can teach us. And as somebody Mm -hmm. who deals with significantly more depression during the autumn, that was a nice thing to see. Mm -hmm. So in talking about nature and being in these outdoor places and the energy and all of those things, how do you feel about Bigfoot? <laughs> I love Bigfoot. I love Bigfoot. Bigfoot is my favorite cryptid ever. I yeah, I love Bigfoot. That's my buddy. That was a real <laughs> and I definitely Jenny. believe Bigfoot is real. It was, so. it was a big switcheroo. But <laughs> what I'm what I'm really asking is, you know, the the outside sort of cryptids or energies, the the fae, all of those mm-hmm. things. Where does that fall into your belief system or or what you've been exposed to? I guess. Do you feel those presences? presences (laughs) as well or like do you feel sort of you know the presence of something maybe not of this world out in the woods that has nothing to do with like a a spirit or a ghost the remains of like a human being do you Mm -hmm. feel those things because you are so connected to nature and you are so connected to more earth and energy and all of those things yeah definitely very rarely have i felt what i thought was a human spirit presence out in nature. Um, but I have absolutely felt different types of nature entities, um, or the Fae. And I think it's really, I mean, uh, I, I encourage all paranormal investigators to really, and I talk about it in my book, the witch's guide to ghost hunting of like putting yourself into these different environments and just trying to see what you can feel in that environment. Because by opening myself up when I've been in nature and kind of noting like, okay, this definitely feels like there's some sort of nature type energy here. I've then felt that same energy on investigations where we're getting kind of like weird responses through the spirit box or doing the Estes method. And it's like, okay, this doesn't quite sound like a human responding. And then I get that same feeling that I've had in the woods before. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a nature spirit. Like, I think we're talking to something from the land here, not like a human from the building's history. Um, I never so, would have yeah, that's, considered that. Like, yeah, that would even yeah. be a uh-huh. thing. I love that. That's so... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've had yeah. what I believe to be aliens come through. Oh, like, I oh. want to know about that. <laughs> we're Tell in now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, you hear, like, weird, like... <laughs> almost like cartoonish aliens or like the beep, beep, boop, boop, <laughs> like weird stuff coming through they're the fun, right? when you're doing us just yeah so <laughs> they're and they're very matter of fact they're very like there's almost like no emotion to it they're just like yeah. this is it this is my answer um, okay but yeah, i need so to kind of i need an example of that that sound what is their matter of fact answers that you've gotten uh come spock through? anything <laughs> spock ever says yeah, they just don't like sugarcoat anything or they're, you know, it's just, it's almost like their responses to and the energy behind it is like, like you're like frustration. <laughs> like if you're dealing with a, like an annoying child who just keeps asking, Jesus well, why? Christ, why? Yes. why? Yeah. And it's almost like you can see them like, oh my God. Okay. Because like, listen. Why oh, wow. are you not getting this? Like, it's so simple. Yeah. That makes so much sense. That's exactly how they like should talk to us. To them, like, oh my God. <laughs> You stupid humans. Yeah. And then they're usually gone pretty quick if you d- like don't understand what they're saying. It's they're gone. 
so much. I, I love it. This oh is great. God. This is even better. This is even better than anything. I'm overwhelmed with joy right now. I'm yeah. sorry. That makes, I love it. That makes so much sense to put yourself in, in different areas, especially mm-hmm. not just different, like, you know, abandoned buildings or different sorts of things, but in just in general, different environments mm-hmm. to see what it feels like. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, you got some good stuff going on, lady. You got some yeah, good, good stuff going on. <laughs> well, just Absolutely. interesting to me. I don't want to. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on. Get out yeah. of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so interesting. I love it. Yeah. And switching back to your book, The mm-hmm. Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting, you spend a fair amount of time in there. In that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you mean this book right here? Oh, that this one? one? You do spend a lot of time talking about how to protect yourself and how to protect Mm -hmm. your energy, which is so huge and something that I never thought of. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I don't do the ghost investigations. I don't do the ghost hunting. I, you know, very rarely am I in these places, but it's just stuff that doesn't occur to me until after the fact where I go, oh, what should I do here? (laughs) (laughs) Did I do something wrong? (laughs) Whoops. Uh, have you ever had something attached to you or or have something kind of follow you out someplace mm-hmm. and that's why you spend so much time sort of not warning people, but I guess telling people how to deal with that? Yeah. Well, I always say even if you're not doing any sort of spirit communication or anything, just there's a lot of people in the world, and a lot of people who project their energy into the world. Um, so any sort of energetic protection is good, whether you're ghost hunting or not. I mean, if you're going to go to the grocery store, it doesn't hurt to like take a selenite wand and wave it over your aura to kind of just strengthen your energy before you, yeah, <laughs> before you deal with humans. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> humans are the yeah, scariest part of all of this. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Give me, yeah, nature, spirits, aliens, Bigfoot, any day, ghosts. Yeah, humans are a little scary. Um, I think we're working <laughs> on your next book right now. Is the witch's guide to protecting yourself against jerks, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the ghosts, the human jerks. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah, usually, I mean, and I talk about that in the book as well, of just kind of like energetic maintenance of just simple things that you can do every single day to kind of keep your energy protected and cleansed. Um, and so there's not a ton that I really do like after an investigation. I usually just say, "You're not allowed to follow me home. You're not allowed to attach to me." Like peace out. I'm leaving. You can't come. Um, and that usually works. However, a handful of years ago, I did do an investigation at the West Virginia penitentiary. Didn't think about protections or anything. I didn't tell anybody that they weren't allowed to follow me home afterwards. And it was a few weeks after I'd gotten back from that investigation. Just my energy was so wonky and kind of all over the place. I was clumsy. I was a little more grumpy and agitated than normal. And my friend even mentioned, she was like, wait, didn't you do that investigation recently? I was like, I bet you I brought somebody home with me. (laughs) So I did like meditate for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I can feel some energy that's not mine. I pulled some cards and I was like, okay, there's definitely, I brought somebody home with me. Um, So I went out into the woods and I did a little severing ritual and sent him on his way. I don't know where he went, but he didn't come back with me. So (laughs) that's all that matters. The end. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So now I definitely make sure to uh, tell spirits that they're not allowed to come home with me. Totally get it. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Jenny. You're welcome. I have a question about about protecting yourself because when we were in Glenbula doing the whatever asylum ghost hunt Mm -hmm. they're like if you have any protection 
medallions, uh, jewelry, whatever. You need to get rid of it. Otherwise, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get any readings. So is there like, I don't know, a tier of protection that you need? Because if you're just like a flat, don't touch me, you're not going to get any readings at all? Or is it you know what I'm asking without asking, right? I will say, though, they also specified if you're not using it for protection, then don't worry about it. Right. So right. is it a okay. crystal or is it your intention that matters? It could be both. Specified <laughs> it intention. could be both. Um, I mean, because, yeah, I, you could go into a location with no jewelry, crystals, nothing. Like, I mean, naked if you wanted. Um, hmm. And that was permitted, oh. I guess. Um, Get that on the schedule, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> Something oh. I've never done. All right. Again, um, I'm taking notes. We'll be planning our naked pair. First time thing. for everybody. Uh, but, I mean, as long as your intention popular. was... <laughs> <laughs> Naked Paracon. That's definitely a selling point. Oh, no, I'm out. No, thank I'm you. <laughs> I would not be going. No. But, you know. <laughs> but no. enjoy, everybody. <laughs> I guess it isn't a good gimmick, and everything is a gimmick nowadays. So I don't even know what I was saying now. You guys I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just picturing right, using Paracons with everybody. Or is it the intention? Okay. Or yes. is it both? Um, your intention is what matters the most at the end of the day. Um, you don't need any tools or anything. Your intention is what matters. Um, the tools just kind of like help to boost the energy. Um, I think they also help to give a physical like anchor point to your intention. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people kind of struggle with that. I mean, myself included, we're just, we're humans. We're tangible, physical beings. Um, and so it helps for us to be like, yes, this crystal protects me and I can see it. I can hold it. I can touch it. And that's kind of a physical visual reminder. Whereas if you just go in there, like I'm setting the intention that I'm protected part of your brain may be like, okay, well, I can't see that. I can't touch that. So how do I know that I'm being protected right now? But yeah, at the end of the day, it's your intention that truly matters. And I do, yeah, I do want to know the difference between like saying, you know, Hey, like don't bring anything protection in with you, Mm -hmm. but also be protected. Yeah. I think you can be too protected. Um, I had a friend and she was very frustrated because she, I I told her from day one, I'm like, you are psychic as hell. (laughs) Like you are extremely psychic. And she's like, I don't think I am. I don't know. I'm like, no, you are. But she had put up such a wall around herself Mm -hmm. because for so long she was kind of like afraid of it almost. Um, of like, what will I see? What will I experience if I like lower that down and I actually let myself see and experience things? Um, and so she worked really hard on kind of trusting her intuition and to break down those walls. Like we went on one investigation and she was the only one not like seeing anything. Or we'd be like, do you hear those footsteps? And she's like, I don't hear any, like, what are you guys talking about? Cause she had blocked herself so much. Um, but finally, yeah, she kind of broke down those, those walls and now she does hear things and see things. Um, So yeah, I think you can kind of protect yourself too much almost. There's a nice balance of like, let me create this boundary while also letting myself be open to experiences. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. So leading into also taking things home with you, Mm -hmm. let's talk about your brand new book. Oh, you mean... (laughs) <laughs> this one right here? Oh, yes, I do oh. mean that one right there. I just had it laying oh, around, you know. Just, just whatever. Just whatever. Just in here. The, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a little something that is highly intriguing to me, which is A Witch's Guide to Haunted Objects, which just sounds fascinating. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> Haunted? I know. Yeah, it sounds so cool. It. 
Yeah. Um, I did order it. I have not read it yet. I ordered it on Amazon, which you can find Why, your books you. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them. In fact, there's two workbooks as well. And I have questions about later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> tell us all about the book. Yes, please. So um, it's kind of a continuation of The Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting, but it specifically focuses on haunted objects. So it has included in it some of my own investigations with haunted objects. Um, I have stories that others submitted to me that I included, their own personal encounters with these haunted objects, and also just kind of more famous haunted objects, if you will, or other stories that I have just heard throughout the years. Uh, But then it also, of course, since it's the witch's guide, it has the witchy element. So it includes how to read tarot to connect to the haunted object and kind of get the history of the haunted object or get to know the spirit that's attached to it. Um, There's a section on using a pendulum to help find your new haunted object. Like if you go to an antique store, you can use a pendulum to help you pinpoint which object might be haunted and of course protection stuff what would be the benefit of finding your own haunted object <laughs> well uh some people love it they they want it <laughs> you know? they, they like the interaction it's like you know bring home your own pet ghost I don't know. <laughs> um i get it i mean because i think it's just more accessible than you know to go to a lot of these locations they are a little more costly Um, Some of them are far away from where people are. And so kind of by bringing a haunted object into your room, you're getting to investigate and have that encounter and experience with a spirit without having to pay, you know, a lot of money to go to a location. So I think that's why some people like it. But it terrifies me. Yeah, that's scary. It absolutely (laughs) terrifies me. A thousand percent. Did anybody watch The Unbinding? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So the same guys who did Hellier, just a little history on it that, that yes, the mm-hmm. series that if you have not seen it, go check it out. It's the same, same people who did that. Um, they also have a, have a tour that they bring these haunted objects yeah. around, but they did an unbinding, which was their process of dealing with a haunted object that was causing all sorts of mayhem and trying to release that spirit back into wherever it came from. Home, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. That was interesting, too. She, uh, I believe that the woman in that also practices witchcraft. Dana? Yeah. Yeah, and had some some interesting looking rituals mm-hmm. yeah which i didn't understand at all. she's a lot more um why well, i don't want to speak for her because i don't know her personally but it seems like she does a lot more of the almost like ceremonial um mm-hmm. rituals i'm a little more of like <laughs> i guess chaotic <laughs> it's kind of like, i mean i'm very centered i know what i'm doing in my brain but from the outside it just is a little more like let me put this together listen and, like, if you're gonna um, judge me by how i look when i'm doing stuff i'm right? always like, gonna look chaotic <laughs> I mean, exactly. it probably is chaotic anyway, but it's going to look that way, too. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It works. Yes. You know? um, <laughs> everybody practices magic a little differently. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah, very cool. And that that was a terrifying documentary. Yes. Yeah, that's so one haunted I, object yeah. I would not have wanted in my home. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we all have to watch is. it. Yeah, well, it's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's good. It's absolutely good. Tell me, because uh, I think I remember what that was. What was the uh, the object that was haunted that they were releasing? Uh, it was like an old carved yeah. wooden totem yeah. doll. Yeah. yeah, that had binding nails, in the eyes. nails yeah. and, so and it kept just screaming. Go near that. 
Yeah, yeah you shouldn't <laughs> touch it. They're like, I'm going to take it home. Yeah. Just get it guys. saw it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Don't clean it. We're going to take it home and do some tests no, on it and do all these. No, that seems, yeah. no. Leave it in, That's no. questionable. Leave it be. Yeah. yeah, leave it be. So anyway, if you want to know how to find your own haunted and terrifying doll. <laughs> They're not all terrifying. <laughs> They're not all scary. <laughs> <laughs> the book. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can read the book. Um, <laughs> yeah. actually, I think most of the ones in the book are a little scary, but not all of them Just are. Just a little. Not, all, not every haunted object is terrifying. Real quick, you guys, we're going to take a quick break where all you guys shut up. Welcome back. You know what? I would like to hear if you have any, any, any stories of a not terrifying haunted object. Oh. Anything that just is <laughs> not just terrifying. cute. That does cute Something things. Something cute? Yeah. Yeah, or, or um, nice. Okay. Meaningful. There's um, my friend, she talks about her painting that she acquired in the book. And it's not scary. It's just more like what's going on. Like she's smelled like phantom smells ever since she brought the painting home. She's heard um, like footsteps and stuff. Her cat was acting weird. And pretty much she just gave the spirit of the painting. Um, I think she gave them water, just like a cup of water. And was like, here, peace offering. Like, you can hang out and you can stay, but, like, don't freak out my cat and don't do anything weird to me. And we're good. And she hasn't, as far as I know, she hasn't had anything, like, scary happen. She hasn't been scratched or had bad dreams or anything like that. Um, She's also an investigator, though. So, you know, somebody else may hear the random footsteps and that may really freak them out. But she's just like, oh, that's the spirit. Okay. That's not her day. That's just nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, he's just my roommate. It's fine. He's terrifying, though. The painting is horrifying oh um, oh but, <laughs> I guess I say, it's just super unsettling it's very unsettling okay what does it look like um, describe it we all take to be turn. exposed to this it's in the book <laughs> I can try to find yes. it. um it's a creepy it's all done in like shades of green oh and it's just the the man on it oh, it's kind of a dark it doesn't show up that great in oh yep. no so not, for everybody not watching uh, along with us so it's just it's, black and white in the picture but i hear it's in shades of green which sounds and, horrible yeah. and his yeah. eyes are and like it's this eyes, super light and no green. definition mm-hmm. to the eyes and just a potato man it kind of reminds eyes. me like of robert the doll a little bit yeah like for i structure. Mm-hmm. And just empty eyes. Do not so care for it. It's I don't know how his eyes are both like completely empty, but also extremely piercing at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And now because... that I'm looking, like, okay, he is pretty freaky. Like <laughs> it's horrible. That is kind of terrifying. Nope. So, but hey, his spirit isn't isn't he, horrifying. His spirit seems, appreciated so the water just, offering, and he just yeah, walks around now, like, so it's great. Yeah, he just wanted somewhere to hang mm-hmm. out. So. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Would anyone else be covering that with a towel? Like, hey, you can hang out, but I can't look at yeah, this Yeah, I can't anymore. look at this at night when you get up to go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. Like, like jump- you're going to live in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> when like she acquired you, it, was she like, like I like this painting? Or did she know it was haunted and she thought that was the good idea? Um, she said she just found it at a thrift store and it was only like two ninety nine or something. And she was <laughs> felt intrigued enough That's by it that she was like, two ninety nine, why not? And she brought it home. And she didn't bring it home like with the intention of this thing's haunted. Like she brought right. it home. And I mean, pretty much whenever you acquire something like older, secondhand or creepy, you know, as an investigator, there is that thought of like, maybe it's haunted. Uh, but she hung it up and yeah, she didn't think anything of it until she kind of started having these little weird experiences and and then she kind of put two and two together so listen i love (laughs) antiques Mm -hmm. i have a lot of antique frames that are surrounding artwork and just hanging on the walls just all sorts of antiques and and weird little objects 
Not a once have I been creeped out by one and been like, you know what? You're coming home with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I don't know yeah. if I can say the same. If I see something creepy, especially a painting, I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, and then home. you complain yeah. about it to us. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so do you have a haunted painting? No, then? I do not. But no. I will welcome it. It's fine. I have room. <laughs> you're opening you're opening this this floodgate you know i don't that, right? want demons i just want a buddy that's all that's fine <laughs> okay yeah all right. what's the problem you, you we'll might just that. already we'll have a buddy stores. right in your basement so you it's don't need possible. a painting you have a basement buddy oh, uh, I, I don't like him he, <laughs> she I like he oh, watches no. me do laundry and it's weird you know what give him a cup of water and say hey you oh. know you can hang out in the basement but can you not watch me while i'm doing laundry please thanks thank you i will do maybe that. he's like Maybe he's like Dobby and he just wants a sock. Oh, he's just waiting He's got so many. There are so many of his socks all over the basement. What are you talking about? But did about? you hand did him it? one directly? No, I know. Did you say this is yours? I did not. Yeah, you didn't. All right. you Maybe give try him that. a sock and a cup of water. Do that after the show yeah, at almost midnight. <laughs> I feel Ooh. like maybe he wants some goldfish, too. I have plenty. Listen, Wait, there the we crackers go. or actual goldfish? Both. No, the crackers. Both. Okay. Do you have plenty of goldfish? I, I don't know. You guys don't have goldfish. I do. Your hobby, I you have plenty of goldfish. Your hobbies are. Like, <laughs> of course I do. Who's walking around with all these goldfish? Me. I mean, I keep them out back. I one right here. They're out back. <laughs> I've got a pond. It's fine. They're out back. It's fine. I just really like carnivals. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. I do. I love it. Yeah. So now that we've decided that not only is Tressa going to come camping with me at one point in time, but we're also now going to go to antique stores after we purchase this book and find out how to find these. Yes, hundred percent. Please do, and let me know how it goes. Yeah, we're we'll do, do a that. live all about it, and it'll be irritating and very boring. You're welcome, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Cheers. Now, I also saw. Because I do want to touch on the fact that, and I hope you guys do too, the spiritual side of things and the healer side of things, because you have this huge long list of healing credentials Mm -hmm. that I was noticing. And then I did notice on the Amazon, now there's two other books, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of forget about those sometimes because I wrote those (laughs) like a hundred years ago. (laughs) When you first said that, I was like, wait, a hundred years ago? Are you a vampire too? Well, <laughs> I know you scared me, and I was like, "Oh no, is that that the same person?" No, it is. They're, it is. They're yeah. like in there. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. So I actually, it's called the Goddess Life. I used to have a podcast by the same name, um, and that's when I wrote that book. And it's kind of just a daily inspiration. You can either like read page by page, or you can just kind of flip it open to see what is on the page and what you may need to hear that day. But there's like quotes, and there's affirmations, and journaling prompts, and things like that. Just kind of a nice way to integrate into your daily spiritual practice if you want. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, like a journal. Mm-hmm. And then actually, that's what the second one is. It's called the um, Sacred Journal. And it's where you can write your journal stuff. Your <laughs> there you go. Good selling point. Um, <laughs> now, at the beginning of it, it does kind of talk about like the importance of creating like a sacred space for yourself and um, the benefits of journaling and that sort of thing. So to encourage you to journal daily and to kind of just connect with yourself spiritually every day. Nice. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you leave like these ghost investigations and things and do your cleansing, I'm assuming, and do you write about this stuff? Do you write about like the emotions and things that might pop up for you like during the actual ghost investigation? Like in, in the book, do I write about that? No, just, or... just in general. 
just in general it's um, another random really. question i mean i probably should <laughs> i probably should i i would like to start writing more of after i get done with an investigation because i've noticed i don't do that a lot um and there is a lot of emotions that kind of come up on investigations whether it's connecting to the energy of the location or the spirits or sometimes the things that may be brought up affecting yourself as well mm -hmm. yeah there's kind of a lot that can come up with investigations and the different energies that you're dealing with one place that i know that kara is super interested in that you did a you did a series like a show oh. on is indiana state sanatorium yes. sanatorium that is the best haunted location I've ever been to, ever. Oh. I mean, there are some really great ones out there, but Indiana State Sanatorium just has my heart. <laughs> it's an amazing location, but then also when I investigated it for the first time, I was one of the first few groups that got to go in there and investigate. And so as an investigator, you know, that was like an amazing opportunity because most of the time you're going to these locations that like everybody's investigated mm -hmm. for years now. Um, and so to go into this place that really hadn't been touched by paranormal investigators, oh. it was, that was such a crazy opportunity. But then on top of it, that place is so incredibly active. I've had the most active investigations ever. I've been there four or five times now. Um, and then, yeah, I did do a documentary, Haunted Indiana State Sanatorium on Tubi. Nice. Um, hey, shout and, out to Tubi, yeah. the best streaming yeah. platform. Come right? on, you guys. I love Tubi. Get in the Tubi. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> and the first thing you should watch is the documentary yes. that I'm in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that location is amazing. It's, I I mean, disembodied voices, you hear things, the, the feelings that you feel. I mean, I almost got brought to tears um, during one of the investigations. It's one of the few times that I physically had to leave the location oh, wow. and go out, like, or the building, I'm sorry, and go outside. And I literally had to, like, touch a tree and do some breathing because the energy was so intense. Wow. Yeah, there's there's a lot happening at that location. It's it's an amazing place. See when, yeah, Kara, what was your experience? Uh, no, when I got to go, I've only gotten to go one time so far. We unfortunately did just the good old drive down, have dinner, and go think we're going to be there all night long and then realize we're driving home for three and a half hours after this. So it was a little tinged by I can only keep describing it as it's so far away that <laughs> that memory has faded a little bit. Now I'm ready to go back. But I'm like, next time we're sleeping there, we are not driving home immediately. I'm not waking yeah. up at 7 a.m. and then driving down. Oof. It was, yeah, it was, I didn't drive. I talk about it like I did any of the driving. I didn't, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's still a lot even being in the car. Just being in the car. Yeah, like, <laughs> I packed things. It was a lot of work. No, it was, so we went with a big group. No, it was so cool. By I just went pretty recently for the first time. So by then, you say you got to go before everybody got to investigate. I got to go after everybody and their brother has investigated there. So it's maybe a little bit of a different vibe. I went in, you know, being mm. told to go to certain areas and, you know, so. But there is even one, Nick Sarlo, one of our, you know, friends said, okay, on this floor in the hospital, there was, I turned around and took a picture. So I was like, all right, well, I got to turn around and take pictures. You know, what is, am I going to see what he got in the picture? Yeah, I definitely just as we're going down the stairways got like a picture of a silhouette, you know, just a really clear, you know, and I was like, oh, that's funny because he literally said, do that. And I did. And I got something or even I got on tape and you could just, it's so quiet though, because it's just with my phone holding it. Definitely, you know, just a clear, you know, voice, you know, really close. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I, I really said, oh, somebody else is down here. No, they weren't, you know, I so definitely, yeah. definitely some really clear stuff. Of course, I am a big wuss around bad. Bats, those really big bats in the tunnels. They're big. 
There's cute frogs in the pool, you know, so no, I can't wait to go back and actually like spend some time. It was like, I, I just say like I was exhausted and hot and, mm-hmm. and just kind of overwhelmed, right? Like I wish we had more time during the day to look around yeah, and just huge. get a sense of it instead of it just all being at night and it being really hot. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to go back. I think it's one of those places that you need to go. Well, you guys want to come. I, I want to go. My birthday's in December and I want to go back. December. I haven't been there for two years now. What's your birthday? Um, Huh? What's December your 18th? 21. Let's go. <gasps> birthday trip. Oh, birthday trip. Solstice, birthday yes. Solstice. Yes. Thank oh you. God. No one recognizes like that. a full moon or a new moon on that around know. that time. That'd be amazing. I'm looking on my phone right now. Are you guys going to be best friends? Yeah. yeah. I, think so. yeah. I think so. I feel like you should. I know. We just become best friends. Oh God. <laughs> no, we could talk <laughs> about a weekend in December out. for real. We could do that. Yes. Oh, absolutely. We're totally in. Yeah. And it's cheaper during the winter too because it is pretty damn cold yeah sure, 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 a little sure. chilly yeah it's awesome we can build like fires inside and stuff right oh totally sure yeah <laughs> awesome um, i'm in actually when you went did you go into the nurse's station yeah did you happen to see on one of the tables in the nurse's station it was like a square thing and there it's probably super faded now but there was like a sigil on it and little crystals i no. did not notice okay I don't know if it's even still there. Other people may have like taken it down. I would hope that they didn't, but, and it didn't make it into the documentary, but when we were there before we left, um, the, me and the two other investigators that I was with, we did um, a ritual for the spirits there because a lot of them just feel very alone and confused and scared. Um, and so we did a ritual of creating kind of just a safe bubble space in that nurse's station that any spirits could come oh. into to feel safe and protected. And I was so bummed that that didn't make it into the documentary oh. because that was like such a major yeah. part of our time there. That's so um, sweet and I love so that I so hope much. that it's still there. But so yeah, when I go back, I definitely want to kind of like you know, so yeah. Touch full up disclaimer: that I did not spend much time there because there was a huge group of us there. We went; it was okay. a big event. But it's such mm-hmm. a huge place that you really can just kind of like even in the hospital, we were by ourselves in the hospital, you know, just my mm-hmm. like friend group. So once we got to that nurse's station, I was like, oh, this is cool. There were so many people there. Everybody wanted to be at the nurse's station. I was mm-hmm. like, good enough. New building. And so yeah. it might still be there because I just didn't spend time there. We'll have to we'll see. We'll have to we check it out. Know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. For our birthdays. Birthday trip. Yay, I love it. Cool. Love it. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't even think about that because you do have such a resume, I guess, in in the healing thing. So clearly that's very important. Mm -hmm. But also that you then go into places where spirits are disturbed Mm -hmm. or or there's hurt and anger and and all of those things. Yeah. That's got to be pretty intense for you. Yeah, it can be. And I try to bring the same compassion and understanding that I do to living people to spirits as well. I'm very big on showing respect. You know, you can set boundaries where needed with some spirits for sure they need it, but also like showing that respect. And a lot of the time too, especially when you are going to places like a nursing home, a hospital, there's a lot of trauma there. And it's, you know, you got to acknowledge that. And I really just try to kind of like listen to the spirits or even just be kind of like a calming, comforting presence for them Mm -hmm. um, in hopes that I leave the location better than when I arrived or that maybe like even just for a brief moment they felt heard or appreciated or something especially with asylums I feel like that's so important oh, wow and like mm-hmm. I, people don't even consider it so many times yeah. and I yeah. whenever I hear people that are just like let's just have empathy for these whatever it's I love that thank you mm-hmm. very much yeah 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 because I mean yeah, and I don't a lot for these spirits <laughs> 
I was just going to say, you know, you know, we hear about like the gathering of evidence and, and getting the evidence, you know, every so often we hear someone talking about, and Dave does it all the time, talks about helping the spirits and, mm -hmm. and trying to bring comfort or, you know, a sense of release or something to them. But yeah, that always warms my, warms my cold little heart. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, she's Good. cold, usually. Yeah. Real. Usually a jerk. Yeah, thank you. A real so-and-so. real. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything else that you'd like to kind of leave us with? I mean, Ooh. we covered so much. We did. I love it. This, this has been very much fun. I, oh, I'm, I'm so glad. glad that, so glad Dave lost his voice. No, I'm kidding. That's, a, that's yeah. awful. Same. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Bummer. <laughs> so sad. Wink. Oopsies. <laughs> no, I, I do. That does suck. Um, but I am glad that he suggested yeah. me for you yeah. guys because this is awesome. And yeah, now we're going to get to go investigate and yes. all kinds of awesome stuff. You guys, I've been, I've been talking you know forever. What? I you was guys. just going to say, tell us the name of your book. So everybody knows they're going to find them, where they're going to find them, where on Tubi. Mm -hmm. Just give everybody a good chance to recap. Where are they going to find you? You can find The Witch's Guide to Haunted Objects and The Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting um, on Amazon. And then Haunted Indiana State Sanatorium is on Tubi. And then I am most active on Instagram and TikTok, ShariceWilliams.xo. Fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah, and check out the website. That's interesting as well. Oh, my website? Yeah. I, I need to revamp <laughs> that because I'm like, wait, I have a website? <laughs> ShariceWilliams.com. Yeah. Uh, Clearly, I looked at the right spot. <laughs> no, I, it is, uh, it's pretty up to date. <laughs> and one question uh, we have from Dave. Because he's still chiming in during our episode. Woo. He's still here with us. Sharice, oh, do you find the way you sense spirits has changed a lot on your journey? Ooh. Um, yes, I would say so. You know, when I first began investigating, it was just much more of the like, what can can I hear? Any footsteps or banging? You know, is am I getting an EVP? Like, is this equipment lighting up? It was just much more like outside of myself. And now I rely much, much more on just my intuition, the feelings that I'm getting. More often than not, the tool that I'm taking out is my tarot cards, which again, I mean, yeah, that is a physical tool, but it's also connecting me to my intuition and to the energy of the spirits and the location. Uh, so it's definitely, I've gotten more reliant on my intuition, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel is much stronger than than other equipment that I've used. I mean, uh, it yes, is. Yeah, absolutely. no, that's, <laughs> that's I found in my journey. Yeah, it's no interesting for a long time. I would feel things and I would, you know, and I would go, okay, whatever. And I... But no, that's part of the evidence. That is part mm -hmm. of what you're finding. And to actually, you know, trust that and address that, that's critical. Exactly. And then it makes it even more fun than when you're like already feeling something and then you get a word or a phrase yes. on the spirit box or an EVP and it's like, ah, like yeah. confirmation. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was feeling or that's what I was picking up oh, on. I'm like, obsessed with just... like verification. Yeah, right? something. Or then after you leave the location and then you find out a little bit of history and you're like, oh my God, that's yeah. the man I was picking up on in that room. Like, yeah. No, for sure, that. for sure. Mm -hmm. And everybody, that's one thing I do want to say. Everybody has intuition. So many people are like, I have no intuition. I have no psychic 
bone in my body. Yeah, you do. It's just some people, it comes a little more naturally than others. And some people really kind of have to work on it, but everybody has intuition. And so even if you don't think that you do, if you're on an investigation and you're getting the feeling that like, maybe I should go into this room, follow it. Or maybe you're like, okay, for some reason, I just pictured a woman in my head. Like maybe you're actually picking up on the spirit that's there. Like follow that. Start, start shifting your questions to addressing the woman that maybe you are picking up on. And I think a lot of people would be really surprised if they really kind of just start following their intuition. That's amazing. Yeah. I got a question about like, you know, signs. Say say you see like the smallest, but like, mm, that just seems like a little too familiar. Like maybe I should pay attention to that. How often are you like looking at signs and be like, yeah, I think that I'm on the right path or yeah, I think that I need to get the out of here how is that for you? Like, how deeply do you follow your intuition? Um, My intuition kind of just guides literally everything in my life, everything in my life. Like if something doesn't feel right to me, like I don't do it or, um, and that, and that can be difficult too. And I've, I've been asked a lot, well, how do you differentiate between anxiety and your intuition? Because right. I have both. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Thank so, you. Yeah. 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 Welcome and to I mean, I think even, yeah, even if you don't have like anxiety, you know, we do get anxious sometimes. Sure. And, um, at least for me, I hear in my head, like I know not everybody, which I recently learned over the last few years that not everybody has that internal voice, which that blew my Isn't mind. Isn't that weird? To find so, that out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's just silence. Up yeah. There. It's like, weird. What happens? What do you do all day? I don't like that. Don't you get lonely? Right? What happened? What do you do? How do you not hate I'm yourself? I'm constantly entertaining myself and keeping myself company. Oh my gosh. But so at least for me, my intuition is more just kind of like, it almost sounds like the aliens. It's more just like matter of fact, just kind of like, mm-hmm. don't turn left. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, there it is. Whereas oh. my anxiety would be like, don't turn left. Yeah. Like, it's more like panicked. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And it kind of gives you that feeling of like, oh my gosh, okay, don't turn. Like, I'm scared now. Whereas intuition, it's more of just this like, don't turn left. And it's like, okay, like I'm yeah. feeling that, like it's, Listen, it doesn't freak you out. Your I intuition have just, this shouldn't. is what you're going to do now. Like just, <laughs> I, uh, it's an I need clear instruction. So hard because yeah, I got both of them in there and they're just like fighting. So and it can take some time to differentiate. Yeah. And there are times too where I'm like, okay, wait, like was that my intuition? Am I just paranoid yeah. and anxious right now? Yeah. So then I usually pull out my tarot cards and I'll pull like a couple cards to like see what's going on. But yeah, it, it takes practice to kind of listen to those yeah. two voices. But yeah, they usually sound different. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like that intuition is is just your very smart friend <laughs> and very calm and reasonable life like, friend come yeah. on just don't go yeah. don't go don't that do way it. You're just, right. don't do it. just you don't yeah. need that yeah yep. just moving yeah. along and it should honestly yeah. kind of give you a sense of like when you listen to it give you a sense of calm like the craziest time that I heard like I, I mean I guess my intuition or anybody's intuition is also like your higher self yeah um it was when I was about to get into a car accident I was on the freeway and I'm slamming on my brakes about to rear end the car in front of me and I, I was screaming, no. And But in my head, I heard, this is happening. Yes. And I was like, okay. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> and it was just this, like, matter of fact, this is happening. Like, it's fine. It's chill. And I was like, happen. okay. It's fine. <laughs> and so that's the thing, you know, like, the difference between the anxiety, panicked voice literally coming out of my throat versus the more, like, intuition, something coming from your higher self, just like, yeah, it's happening, but it's okay. I want to talk about that wow. forever. <laughs> I'm done. You guys will have to have me on again and we can talk I all this so. stuff. 
Obviously, <laughs> yeah. obviously, we can tape the entirety of the going to the Indiana <gasps> State Sanitarium. Yeah, we have to. Let's do it. Yeah, it'd be good mm-hmm. stuff. All right, Dave's got a question. Except I'm very awkward in person, so <laughs> Dave That's wants to know. Super awkward. <laughs> do you ever call yeah. upon your own guides or spirits to help bridge communication with the ghosts of? a location and if so how does that work well dave to answer your question um, (laughs) i do call on my guides um and my ancestors a lot um a lot of the time too for protection um there's been a few times that i've had to call them in to kind of like can you help just you know shield and kind of buffer what's coming through um there's been times as well that there's just a lot of communication coming through and so i've had to ask them you know can you kind of like be the bouncers (laughs) like only like can you only let in like a couple at a time please because this is just too overwhelming but yeah so i do i do call on them a lot my ancestors have worked hard for me throughout life (laughs) i like that a great deal yep Now get out of here. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you for the questions. Yeah, thank though. you. Good questions. <laughs> you guys, we're at the end of the hour, mm-hmm. and this has been such a delight. Oh, it really? Are. Hey, thank you for having yeah. me. Thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you for being yeah, on. But you Yay. really, you saved us, and also were a delight. So thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be my new tagline. Like, <laughs> Sharice Williams, I'm a delight. And I <laughs> say <laughs> You know what, really quick, one really quick, uh, one last question. Let me just sneak it in. Before we wrap it up, Ed Levin, Sharice, have you ever been to Lilydale? I have not, but I feel like Lilydale is calling my name because I actually just thought like a week or two ago, I should try to go there sometime. Where is it? I've never been. Um, It's in New York. Oh. Uh, Where at New York? I think it's Western New York because I I looked it up and I was like, wait, that's actually not too terribly far from me okay so then you're it far a delightful so, name that's i say oh because we're talking about iss and oh, yeah, it's less not than five hours us. away from me that's oh, not far not at all I was so what you're saying is that half. we're gonna come <laughs> we're gonna come hang out and stay <laughs> with you <laughs> and then we're all gonna go <laughs> to new york and see Lilydale, yes. which I'm sure is just beautiful and filled with flowers. <laughs> That's, That's what it. I, I mean, imagine. Lilydale. And then and then we're gonna go yeah, then we're gonna go hit New York City. I right? love it. This is yes. how I don't want to go to New York. We should York, do that in yeah. the springtime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. It does. It does. Delightful. Just like us. All four yes. of us. Delightful. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. actually have to close up, you guys. Stop. Now oh. it's time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on all of the platforms. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and all the things at IntoTheObscurePodcast.com. And uh, have a great week. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.